me from hell and dirt roads are made for country boys like me. They took her baby. Don't believe in politically correct. She had her baby. If you want a piece of me. CPS taker. Better have a set. A rifle and a four-wheel drive is all I need. Okay, let's get me a rhythm. January. <laughs> Nelson's gonna let him bleed today. He's going into shock. And it's good for you. Take your Taramax today. President Business enveloped by a cloud of drones descending from the sky. That's the most disorganized. I would never let my kids read Chronicle SU. Yep, I said Nelson's bleeding today. And I'll show it right to the camera. Stop it. Oh, my. You want to do this right now? I write to the propaganda for the right wing. You are fake news. And I smoke in the weed. You're going to get this Paramax out. We're going to live a clean life. Yes, I go into a dissociative state because... You're tuned in to Hate Radio, broadcasting all across the galaxy. Break out the Paramax and put your kids to sleep. Here's your host, Hate Set. Hello and welcome to a patriotic new episode of Chronicle.su. We're going to act like we care about the veterans today because it's Veterans Day. Everybody gives a shit about the veterans, don't they? We all fucking care. I don't think I care. Uh, No, no, we do care. We're going to kiss their asses and um, just fucking pretend like they matter, right? I was walking. I was riding my bike today around New York City, and uh, I'll tell you, the the good people of New York do not give a fuck. <laughs> it's Veterans Day. I hit rush hour traffic, and uh, we don't stop for soldiers anymore, right? Like, uh, we're we're done pretending like that shit matters. Okay, it's a fucking business now. You guys walk around wearing uh, wearing your fucking tan camouflage, like you're still protecting i saw a picture of uh of them protecting the oil fields over there like we don't give a fuck about the people but we 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 did station some jeeps and some people around the fucking uh oil fields and we brought that technology home too we got uh we got these people that look like proud boys the live action role players cruising around in their fucking bear cats and their surplus military technology that that doesn't even belong in the desert but sure as hell doesn't belong on the streets of queens <laughs> and they're arresting uh they're arresting them illegals i heard i heard somewhere that they're gonna call it a hate speech if uh, illegal immigrants is a is a hate term now i don't know i don't know if that's true but i it seems like i heard something about that uh but yeah they uh they, they're in their bear cats acting like big fucking tough guys uh, Big Driver 74, uh, Internet Tough Guy, says, You couldn't do this show without us, referring to himself. He's a veteran. He says, He died defending my right to be on Twitch. That's probably true. Yeah, we just need to play the intro again. <laughs> That's a great idea, Hamflanks. We'll play the intro again. I don't, think, I don't think people heard it the first time. They're driving their fucking uh, surplus military technology around Queens, fucking arresting Jose's and Margaritas like 
Like they're so fucking dangerous. They've even they're even using that hole on the top where there's a top gunner. Uh there's a guy up there with a machine gun. Like how many fucking you know, are you really under threat? <laughs> you 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 find you found somebody after 14 hours of washing dishes in the back of some fucking Astoria bar. He's too tired to put up a fight, okay? You, you call the Proud Boys off and just fucking send out your your whatever you did before you were rolling bear cats around in the street. I mean, that's absurd, right? You know, if if soldiers really did fight for this country, they would be a little bit more ashamed than than they are. But as as it is, uh, the, nobody's like like you know nobody's a threat to us. We don't need. Hey, on this Veterans Day. Let me be the first one to say, fellas, take a break. Fucking put your feet up. Chill out, you know? We don't need you out there killing babies and women and children for us. We can do. We can handle that on our own. That's actually pretty fucking easy. But uh, if you could find a threat out there, that would be... That'd be fantastic. You know, I'm not convinced by one fucking documentary called Restrepo. Everybody's like crying over somebody that died up there that's you should have fucking been up there in those mountains right or if you did belong in those mountains it seemed like you'd have a little bit more support than not gonna see another chopper for don't know how long like really i thought we were the greatest fucking military in the world we can't get helicopters in and out of those shitty mountains they're trading goats and children and shit um this is really solid logic, right? This is all this is the preamble to my white paper about to come out. Take it easy, guys. Fucking take a load off. Don't need you. Appreciate you. Don't fucking need you. Okay, it's a business now. Traffic doesn't stop for you anymore. It's I I did see some uh what do you call it? Parades here and there. There's some parades, and we're we're celebrating them old veterans, them veterans out there working hard, man, protecting our goddamn fucking liberties and our freedoms. Every soldier's a hero. All right, this is the Veterans Day ass kiss spectacular. Every fucking soldier is a hero on Chronicle.su. Whether you're cooking at Camp Lejeune, you're cleaning the head. You're relegated to work fit for a simple retard digging ditches because your commanding officers don't even respect you enough to grant you a Section 8 discharge. You're a hero. At Internet Chronicle, you are. On this Veterans Day, you won't be kissing no soldier's ass. Son, you'll be licking it. With Real Dr. Troubadour's Veteran Spice Latte Flavored Terror Max, you'll be giving the 21-gun salute, firing off your cock, like a shotgun to the amusement of friends and or family. Temporary superpowers may interfere with blood flow to the heart. Cease cockfire until symptoms subside. If you do not feel anything, you probably got bogus shit. Was it that guy near Vinny's on Bedford? He's sketch. You want to watch out for him. This limited-run Terror Max is made from the heritage breed adrenaline glands of mythical North American cryptids. Production ends when these rare, beautiful creatures are culled into extinction. Yeah, I don't know. I don't give a fuck about the troops. I'm hate sec and I'm edgy. And I don't give a fuck 
about the troops or them old liberties and the freedom bells and all that horse shit. I mean, they really, they don't believe it either, do they? I mean, at this point, do 18 and 19-year-olds, like, just getting out of boot camp, do they, are they still sold that same horse shit that they're fighting for this and this freedom and that liberty and not to, to like, destabilize a region so that uh, companies like Halliburton can make money or whatever? I mean, if it wasn't so grotesque, why would Blackwater need to keep changing the name of their their company every time journalists find out what the new name is. This is still the land of the free, baby. Don't let hate sack be ugly and tell you otherwise. There's a, there's a nice little girl who's going to sing us a, a, pretty, a pretty little song. To all those who have ever served and to those who are still serving in our armed forces and to the families of the fallen, we say thank you. And fuck you. Dumb fucks in the military. Life and liberty and happiness protected by the strong and bold. Hey, be strong and bold, Tommy, and clean out that head. I think that joke has run its course. It's funny that people like to say that um, me and Wild Bill Kilgore at the Internet Chronicle are feds. That's a popular conspiracy theory. Evie, I see you saying hello in the Discord later on in the show. I'm excited to have on Comrade Evie. I got so carried away with my patriotism, I forgot to uh, make what was uh, should be abundantly obvious to you. Um, a little more clear that later on in the program we're going to have Comrade Evie on. Um, hopefully by the end of that conversation we're going to be completely sick of the entire concept of the fucking hexagon. We'll see about that. She is the uh, tongue-in-cheek cult leader. She's the Bob Dobbs of the cult of the hexagon. She's the hexagon queen or whatever. I don't know. I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to spin her yarn for her. I'll let her do that when she comes out. A lot of these, uh, but I I will ask her because something I see a lot of is that these cults will begin as a funny joke, like the flying spaghetti monster and all that shit. And then one day down the road, some 20, 30 years later, 
it shows up on a voter ID card or something, or you can actually register as that flying spaghetti monster in New Zealand or whatever the fuck it is, right? Let's find out where it is real quick. This is an example of... Uh, oh, Sal Bocha in the chat says, God bless the troops. Baby doll, we appreciate you. Troops do too. A big Driver 74 thanks you as well. Uh, Ham Flank says, hope you all have removed your hats and are standing. Okay, during that song, yeah. I'll tell you, uh, I, <laughs> I was... I was at half-mast until that little girl started singing. God, God. There was something I was going to look up just now because we were thinking about it. The flying spaghetti monster. What is this? All right, that's just more of that kind of music. That's Timmy McGraw. If, Mama, if you're reading this... Oh, that means I'm dead. So it's shy. Give you one more kiss But I died in the war Just a game we played when we were kids Well, I'm laying down my gun I'm hanging up my boots I'm up here with God And we're both watching over you You can't see, but the picture of the music video, it's a mom and a daughter crying over a casket with, draped in an uh, American flag. I don't know why that's so funny. I, I think it's because it's so over the top, right? Like, why is, it, why is American patriotism so flashy and glitzy and over the top? I mean, it, it's fucking insane. No, I wanted to look up that flying spaghetti monster shit. I've got, I've got all these tabs open. Flying spaghetti monster becomes real religion. It was a joke. It was supposed to fly in the face of uh, organized religion altogether. And then it got added to some, like in Indonesia, for example, you have to, uh, you have to claim a religion. Nowadays, it's a good idea to claim that you're Islam. The other main choices are Buddhist and, I think, Christian. I can't remember. It's odd that they would put Buddhism as the next biggest one, right? But Buddhism in other parts of the world is not the way we think of it, of like sitting cross-legged and levitating. It's more um, more regimented, I guess, than uh, your hippie ex-girlfriends would have you believe. So the Flying Spaghetti Monster is just one example. The Church of the Subgenius, that's another one where, uh, you know, Internet Chronicle writer Wild Bill Kilgore has actually done the legwork uh, and done the incredible chore of involving himself with that. Again, it's a tongue-in-cheek cult, right? Not supposed to be anything, uh, anything too challenging or dangerous. And yet, as it gets older and the social structures uh, begin to crystallize that this is the person who started it, these are the people who uh, contributed to the satirical literature, as it, as it were. But it's, if it's so satirical and it's so funny and it's so tongue-in-cheek, why is it that when Wild Bill, after learning the entire book, I don't know why anybody would bother to do that shit and, and understanding everything, 
he fucking wrote his own uh, amendment to it or whatever it is that the individual members are sometimes allowed to write uh, that would, I guess, uh, change the... Um, change the laws or whatever the fuck you know like i don't know how religions are supposed to work but there's the official text right the bible was not written by god himself he's you know i think if it were it'd probably be a little bit more interesting to read it's written by a group of people and so is this thing but bill he was just too outside right yeah he was um even though he he went all in and he and it kind of freaked me out and I had to start sending messages to Reverend Magdalene and some of these other people being like yo uh is my buddy about to disappear into your fucking cult and I just I called it that like I I gave it no respect or acknowledgement I said what's about to happen to him what's next and she explained to me okay you know let's uh <laughs> let's take off the mask for a second uh, say your safe words and she explained to me that when people discover the Church of the Subgenius, uh, they they tend to get a little bobbed out at first, and um, Bill's just a little bobbed out right now. Okay, he's talking a lot about slack. He's talking a lot about being loose, and you know this is all shit that sounds pretty simple, right? But when it starts to take on some kind of spiritual meaning, it, people can really get carried away with it. And I didn't know what the extent of that was going to be. So I was really coming at her, like, with hostility and anger. Because um, I thought that they were, like, taking my friend away. Because you don't know. Because it starts as a joke, and then people can, people take it seriously. Now, Bill, being an intelligent uh, person with uh, a really wide perspective, obviously um, knew how to get into that and become one of them without uh without himself becoming indoctrinated even though it's just a playful tongue-in-cheek we're not taking this seriously uh kind of a religious cult thing church of the subgenius there are people who if they weren't like bill if they if they weren't as centered as billy they would go the other way and go all in and be like you know the Whatever the fucking Church of the Subgenius equivalent is of strapping dynamite to your chest and running into a, a crowded room. Um, the unpronounceable symbol. Hey, you, are you from GNAA in the in the chat room there? OMG, you're such an awesome podcast host. Way better than that guy on Fnet. Are you talking about uh, Load, by the way? <clears throat> the other night, I saw him take a webcam, and uh, he uh, and it was Meep Sheep's webcam that he keeps on his back alley, and load as he likes to do, was making fake Craigslist postings for free shit and taking a bunch of funny calls. But this time, he was able to direct them to in front of that uh, that webcam, pointed out into the street, and we got to watch people show up for their free shit. And Meep Sheep even, uh, oh, he means Dab Guy. I don't know who Dab Guy is. But uh, anyway, Meep Sheep even came out with a fake bike at one point. It was some piece of shit that he found in the laundry room. Uh, do you know about the Discordians who are undercover sub-genii? Oh, is that the plural of genius? Is it genii or genii? Genii. Uh, he is a fuck-up. <laughs> he is a fuck-up. That is uh, 
that's the thing of the day. Okay. No, I didn't. I didn't know that that was a thing. I didn't know that they would come in and and try to uh, subvert. Is that what it means to be subgenius? I heard David Cross talk about the Church of the Subgenius yesterday, which is what reminded me of it. I was watching the DVD commentary for um, for a Mister Show DVD that I have, and uh, Tom Kenny. At the, at the end of this episode about old people comes out and he's got the pipe in his mouth and he's got his hair parted to the side. He looked just like Bobby Dobby's. Um, so, but see, I don't see what advantage the Church of the Subgenius has going in. And uh, is, that, is that why they call themselves the Subgenius? It's not because they're below genius, but it's because they're subversive and they go in and subvert. Um, Wow, 500 gigabytes of the Hour of Slack podcast uh, would explain all this to us. But me being just an ignorant person outside of the gospel, I'm going to have to uh, just rely on what I know. You know what I mean? Which is uh, my patriotism and my love for the motherfucking soldier. I'd suck a soldier's dick right now if he was in front of me. We're going to take callers later. Feel like a weeks, the weeks turn into years. I can still see your cheeks holding up them tears. After all the times I'd see, I'd be gone away, but not for too long, not for too long. I'm coming home. See who you've been fucking behind my back. Were you fucking my best friends during the hour of slack? I got some words for you. Cheating fucking bitch. Army wives are the cheatinest, most despicable, fucking slimiest, lying sons of bitches. And they do it all by the book, like the way you're supposed to, the way you're supposed to cheat and divorce people. Like, they're going to leave with alimony. They're going to leave with child support. It's not even going to be your fucking baby, but you're going to love it anyway. And they're gone. Like, all you have is the bill. You know, you might have your fucking uh, Dodge Charger. <laughs> With the basic wheels. Um, Logic in the chat says, Damn, hate sec married a barracks whore? No, man. I just... I've, I've, I've been fortunate enough to have lived in all these different spheres in my lifetime. Between myself and, uh, and some people in my family, I, I, I really have a lot of insight into this stuff. My... Um, and as a result, my family no longer speaks to me. They said the insight was a little bit too subgenius for them. Um, the GNAA says to keep going. You're doing fine. I know I'm doing fine. Why do you say keep going? I'm okay. I'm coming home, baby. This war is over, son. I'm coming home. Fuck my best friend. 
coming home. Oh, he says it angry that time. He's like mad about it. I don't think he wants to come home because he knows when he gets there, all his worst fears will be confirmed. Damn, hate sec married a barracks whore? I encountered a lot of barracks whores, logic, in my time. I used to work at the uh, one of those coffee shops attached to a bookstore inside a mall. It was like the the mini mouths of Satan or the like uh, Dante's Inferno, and you would go down each layer of hell. So I was at I was not I was not just at the mall layer. I was not just at the bookstore layer. I was at the coffee shop, like third layer, of hell, in a base town, the fourth layer of hell. So you know there's there was a college in the city, but it was still considered an army base town it was like that's how big the base culture was there so if you saw a blonde chick with a big fucking drive-in movie theater forehead uh walking around in town you could you could pretty much bet that like the only reason she you even see her is because she lives there because she lives on some barracks right and uh or in the base housing or whatever like you marry so that you get out of the barracks so it, you're not a barracks whore. You're you're an army wife. You're a slam pig who belongs to some, you know, boot right out of uh, boot camp. And he's he's as gung ho as they get, right? He is like the last day on Full Metal Jacket before they play that Nancy Sinatra song. These boots are made for walking. Uh, I was a journalist in. Uh, in a small town outside of um, Nashville, Tennessee, and and so I I would so I was in that area, and um, yeah, I bet the big driver seventy four says the co-ed barracks definitely were orgies seven nights a week. That sounds awesome, dude. That that actually sounds like the opposite of uh, these horror stories that I'm telling. Logic knows it. Um, yeah, it was, uh, and that was a lot of fun, man. That, that little part of Tennessee, it was, it was nasty, dude. I was, I was in the armpit of the United States and, and I could, I could really, like, I knew it. It was obvious. Like this is, this is the worst place in the U S. Okay. I get, I know that West Virginia's bad, man. Cause it's like a third world nation. They got to roll bear cats in there just to feed them motherfuckers. Okay, but this is a different kind of destitution. This is like a this is a spiritual destitution, okay? Because nobody wanted to hear your fucking banjo. You you had a guitar, they don't want to fucking hear it. Oh, you got a song, faggot? Yeah, I bet you're fucking some uh some soldier's wife here, aren't you? And any and it's true. Like any time I saw a uh you know, um one of those army wives walking around they're they're slightly chunky, right? They're driving a pink car for some reason. And they had some long-haired liberal dude from the college over there. It was like, you know, she's she's cheating on her dude with some with some other dude. It's just kids being kids, man. It's just young adults doing what they do. But it's it's so prevalent that um that in the army there is there's a lot of training like at the end of boot camp where they prepare you for uh, the reality of being apart from your spouse, and they're like, 
they they warn the soldiers like hey if you guys get in any big fights or something before you leave out here yeah she's probably gonna cheat on you dude and it's gonna be fucked up and really hard for you the whole time you're over here in the desert or on a boat or or you know in cuba or wherever the fuck we have you it's gonna suck <laughs> that's the training so they're telling you they're they're trying their best you know they're giving you some old guy wisdom like hey don't don't get wrapped up in in that young pussy right as you're about to to ship out because they're going to they're going to mess you up in ways that like we we can only break you down here we can we can't build you up into an emotionally mature person in fact if if we've done anything on that front we've stunted your emotional growth so good luck with that and uh you know here's hoping she doesn't fuck your friends while you're out and uh, and you'll get to be like one of those fun music videos. You'll get to be more, you'll get to be less like Tim McGraw, okay, and more like Toby Keith's American Soldier, baby. You come home, and the, everybody's going to be standing at attention. Even the men will have erections for you when you when you come home. I head down to my booth. I don't do it for the money. There's bills that I can't pay. I don't do it for the glory, I just do it anyway. Providing for our futures, my responsibility. Yeah, I'm real good on the pressure, being all that I can be. I can't call in sick on Mondays when the weekend's been too strong. I just work straight through the holidays, sometimes all night long. Alright, you get the point. You get to be that guy. You get to come home and your wife didn't fuck all your friends. She didn't lay down on a sawhorse while four or five guys fucked her out behind the bar. You get to come home and you're like, hey, I provided. And because we didn't buy that Dodge Charger, we've got all this savings. And because I know you weren't spending it all on blow and and pot with your with your pothead uh, coffee shop boyfriend, uh, everything's cool, right? There should be about twenty thousand dollars in the bank, and uh, um, we can <laughs> we can think on me getting the fuck out of the army. Like, I I don't understand why there's such a thing as getting out of the army after four years and they pay for your college. There's a lot of it that's really weird. Like, that's the only reason a lot of young people go into it who have any sense. Like, I get why bums go into it. I understand why, um, why like, the dirty kid in class ended up going into the army. It, it only made sense. Uh, they shouldn't have been sent out to to get all fucked up in the deserts and stuff. They, they, should, they shouldn't have been used just to make Dickums Cheney all that extra money. It, it didn't make sense to me why you would go in and do anything except career. Like, I'm going in this as a career. See you in 55 years or whatever. That's cool. I think that's pretty fucking cool. My my grandfather, uh, he took two tours in Vietnam. He only had to do one. But he was a career guy. He was like, I'm, I'm rising to become a commander, dude. When he got out, he was the motherfucker with the missile codes handcuffed to his wrist. Waking up in the middle of the night screaming, ah, the girls, because he's had another dream of nuclear holocaust. Like, that's that's who I picture. Like, but they he belonged in the fucking military. He did it career. Like, why would you do anything else? I'm going in for. 
I'll get out and maybe I'll go to VCU. <laughs> I'll get out and I'll go to CSU. I'll get out and I'll go to LSU. My little girl will go to L LSU. It's weird. Eh, I'm going to go shoot some people in the face or whatever. Throw some hand grenades. Watch some of my friends die. And then I'll come back and go to college. It just doesn't make sense. Why is that a fucking thing? Hey, you notice that you like never see Mike Pence? Especially not since Trump. I mean, even before Trump said, hey, uh, you know who else was on that call with the Ukraine? It was Mike Pence. You, how about that? How do you like that there? Congressional investigation, impeachment process. My, my fucking vice president was on the phone with him too. I don't see you going after him. But now you really don't. You don't see that motherfucker. Let's see what Mike Pence has been up to. Let's look him up in the news. Like, I haven't seen a picture of that guy at a fucking banquet or, or anything. Mike Pence. Uh, we'll, we'll just put him into news.google and find the most recent thing. What you been doing, Mike? Uh, yeah, there's a bunch of infighting at the White House right now because of this impeachment shit. Uh, yeah, Mike has done nothing. <laughs> there's an opinion page in Newsweek that says Mike Pence knew. Dude, when they're writing headlines about you that say Mike Pence knew, you're fucked, right? They knew what? What did Mike Pence know? How fucking fucked you are? So there's infighting. Um, let's not get into this, right? Not, not on Veterans Day. This one's for the troops. That shit is kind of weird, though. Uh, one of Giuliani's associates flipped on Trump. This person also says he threatened Ukraine to investigate Biden or lose aid. They, they refer a lot to that transcript. Everybody knows that it's not actually a real transcript. It's just the White House's uh, retelling of the conversation based on how they themselves want it to look. The White, And that's Trump's White House, like not the White House. You know what I mean? That's just his... His work. Workers doing God's work, baby. Your mama's so skinny. When she ate an olive, she was pregnant. I've been, I've been hearing little kids tell jokes. I don't know why. Tucker Carlson's kind of like a little kid. Did you see him today uh, talking about the metric system? He was saying that the metric system is a creepy new world plot. New world order. Like, he's, um, he's one of these guys, dude. Tucker Carlson and Alex Jones have a, have a lot in common, really. Like, Tucker Carlson, I, I think the reason they buried Alex Jones is so that Tucker Carlson could come up with this crazy uh, lizard people type of shit that he's been talking about. I'm very fortunate. New episodes of Ed Henry's Front Row Seat, available now. Ed Henry, fuck you. Almost every nation on Earth has fallen under the yoke of tyranny, the metric system. From Beijing to Buenos Aires. He's got it out for the metric London, system. The people of the world have been forced to measure their environment in millimeters and kilograms. The United States is the only major country that's resisted, but we have no reason to be ashamed for using feet and pounds. So says new criterion editor James Panero. We spoke with him recently. I'm joining you so, tonight as I'm joining you tonight as an anti-metrite. I'm taking a stand against the metric system 
the original system of global revolution and new world orders. God bless you. That's ex- and that's exactly what it is. Esperanto died, but the metric system continues, this weird, utopian, inelegant, creepy system that we alone have resisted. How long can we hold out against it, would you say? Well, today, as you mentioned, the United States stands nearly alone in the world in maintaining customary measures. The inch, the pound, the foot, the mile. The yard. And we should stand tall on our own two feet, I say, because it was customary measures that measured out the Industrial Revolution and customary measures that took us to the moon. The metric system, meanwhile, is the product of the French Revolution. It was imposed at the business end of the guillotine. Silence. So why are our leaders so anxious that we join the rest of the world in using, you know, Robespierre's favorite standard of measurement? I don't understand. Well, that's right, because... Okay, and and they just go on and on into this shit. The guy's wearing a bow tie who is here to back up Tucker on this. Yeah, as a matter of fact, Tucker, it is is weird. It is alien. It is a product of of French whatever the fuck at the end of a guillotine. That's scary, dude. Do you think that they, uh, that they, when they built the guillotine, that they built it using the metric system? When they made all their measurements and stuff? The fucking, uh, dirty French are imposing this, uh, this metric system on us, man. And, and then they're just, they're, they're, they're safe back there, like Roman Polanski. Another, a lady said, oh, by the way, Roman Polanski raped me too. So Roman Polanski raped my butthole too. And then I wrote this song and I Brought it home to you. I'm already home. It's a picture of a, a woman receiving a triangle American flag. <laughs> People die for this ridiculous horse shit, and we fetishize it and kiss and pat each other on the back and kiss each other's asses for it, like. I don't, I don't get it. This is the thing, right? I'm sorry, though. I'm bringing the wrong energy. We're going to uh, we're gonna take a short break. We're going to um, see if we can't rub one out over the course of the next couple minutes and, uh, and bring a new energy to the next segment of the show. And I look forward to having Comrade Evie on. We'll bring her out soon. So stay tuned for whatever's about to happen here. And then uh, a short message or something will happen. Uh, a message from our sponsors. And, um, and who knows what? what might happen after that, right? That's when shit starts to get weird. Because uh, we're just going to keep going. We're going to push through it. We're going to open the lines when we come back. This is Hate Radio.
Get out of here, Tim McGraw. You're not wanted.
probably think you're pretty good, and maybe you are, but we're better. Fancy yourself a good cook? We got you topped. Wild Bill Kilgore can whip up a souffle that'll lop your tits off. Got no tits? You might grow some. Can you read lips? Well, I read minds, bitch, and I know that you know I'm better than you. Oh, you're good at driving? I flipped a van down into a bank one time while trying to prove to my friends that roads don't matter. We got out police came to the house. Nothing happened. I'm better than you. This message is brought to you proudly by Lebel Trucker Incorporated. We own everything that matters. You're listening to Radio Hate. I'm Hate Sec. And uh, I'm feeling pretty good. I'm I'm feeling like uh, like I could probably fuck thirty or forty women right now, right here on this platform, on this uh, this bare stage where where I lay my feelings bare for you. I could fuck thirty, forty broads right here. Now that's ugly. When I when I get the feeling this way, I like to take. A good old fistful of Terror Max because it channels that toxic sexual energy into more patriotic, country-oriented, family-friendly energy. Terror Max gets me rock hard for liberty, soldiers, and God and the Bible. I'll tell you what, I'll, I'll be a son of a bitch if, if I'm not doing this entire show from within a productivity hexagon. It's why... I sound so crisp and clear tonight because there's no background noises to interfere with the uh, sacred channel open between you and me right now. That's how I get my fuck on. And it's all thanks to Comrade Evie who introduced me to the uh, benevolent and, uh, and life-changing productivity hexagon that has completely transformed the way we conduct our business here at the Internet Chronicle. And uh, I owe it all to a f- friend of the show and first-time guest, Comrade Evie herself. Comrade Evie, how the hell are you? I'm good. Uh, how are you tonight? Great. Thanks for asking. It's really nice to have you on. Thank you. I introduced you as the uh, cult leader... Uh, the benevolent no it's not a cult is it it's the the hexagon it i i refer to it as the uh hexacult so i guess it's a cult it's like loosely affiliated with the uh church of wi-fi it's really just me having an excuse to uh ship post about hexagons anyone who was lucky enough to get on on the ground floor of this cult can refer to themselves as a hexacultist. 
Hexen, actually. Uh, oh, Hexen, because there's multiple. Yes. And also, there, wasn't there a game for N64 called Hexen? Yes, there was. Uh, the reason it was chosen was uh, because I refer to myself as a uh, tech witch. And uh, Hexen is... Or Hexa is German for um, witch. So it made sense. And I'm like, ah, hex, hexa, uh, hexagon, perfect, done. Yeah, hexa, whatever the fuck. There we go. Yeah. <laughs> it's real serious. No, this is a serious cult you've you've started. People are, I understand, cutting their own cocks off. No. Oh, okay. No, no, it hasn't gotten that far yet. I don't know. Well, that's just what it says here on this card. I don't know where the research. <laughs> No, no. Have you uh, have you ever have you ever really thought about cults the way? Um, because just calling it a some just referring to this uh, inside joke about the productivity hexagon, which anybody listening to the live show, there's a picture of it uh, up here in the upper right hand side of the thing here. It's 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 just really terrible. It's like the worst design, uh, fucking workspace you could ever imagine and look how inefficiently they use the hexagons it's not even they're not put together the way hexagons are put together i know that's the worst part about it and then you also have that yellow pillow of shame because no one wants to sit with the with the piss colored pillow it's all slumped over you don't know if it's sweat (laughs) or urine somebody has pushed it aside um, apparently someone actually ID'd these productivity hexagons and they're real and it's not just a bullshit stock photo. And the most dystopian part about them is these actually exist in a uh, Google office. At, at Google, you can find these productivity hexagons. That must be why they're so good at spying on everyone. Yep, it's the productivity hexagons. <laughs> Where, you know, you can't use a laptop without breaking your neck. That is sophisticated. Have you noticed that the the pillow behind the guy who's at his laptop is photoshopped in, in addition to him? Like, they weren't originally one piece out of the copy. <laughs> the pillow itself, I don't have the big picture up, but... It's so it, the pillow itself is not even there. It's like they couldn't even make it look naturally comfortable, so they just pasted this fucking guy in. I think that's actually what they did because I no human would sit in one of these. Oh, Never in a million years. <laughs> that's the way hamsters sit, all yeah. sl- all curled up like a bug. Your ass is getting numb. I don't think it's possible to be comfortable in one. I'm pretty sure. You you tweeted this once just as a passing observation. And Um, yeah, and it just sort of took off. And um, uh, yeah, yeah, go on. Sorry. Anyone anyone who knows the root of this hexacult, uh, 
they they have the inside track on the funny now. Someone coming from the outside and noticing, hey, who's Comrade Evie? She's popular and interesting and and compelling. She must be the cult leader because Hexacult, and that's you know she made that observation, and so you're gonna have these what sycophantic, uh, insane people bashing up on your shores. Have you run into this? Uh, actually, I had someone attempt to, uh, I actually had someone attempt to kind of hijack the entire thing from me already. See, people like, just want to be at the top of the cool guy club, popularity, whatever the fuck it is. Like, they want to be that crystal Eevee yeah. up at the top. Isn't that weird? Well, how did he try to take it from you? Well, he started the uh, hex ch- or the Church of Hex, and in all, in all actuality, I'd been talking to because he's like, "Oh, I'm a minister. We can actually make this a church. I can, and we can start actually ordaining people." Wow. And I'm like, "Oh, shit, <laughs> there cool. you go." And then uh, he invited um, he invited someone who has hurt a lot of people that I said I wasn't going to talk about on the show and hurt me in particular. And I said no. And when I was talking to him about it, he's like, yeah, nah. Because um, oh. I said it's <laughs> him or me. Yeah. And it's my idea. And he told me to pound sand. And I was like, okay, cool. (laughs) No problem. It's like, no problem. And Did he try uh, to destroy it on on your way out? He tried to destroy my thing. Um, I actually registered hex.church as a huge fuck you to him. And a couple other Hex Church related domains that all just route back to Hex.Church. And I'm keeping them up for forever, pretty much, because I don't care and I hate this guy now. It's, uh, it's, it's really interesting the way uh, he came in with the, uh, hey man, look, we can take this shit uh, to the big times. You ready to start ordaining people under the Church of the Hexacult? And you said, uh, yeah, okay, uh, all right. <laughs> it, yeah, it, it was around the time I bought um the domain ordain.me. And I was like, you know what? Fuck it. I could probably it, it doesn't take much to start a church. So I could do that and then start ordaining my friends so they can uh, you know, officiate other friends' weddings. Cause yeah, ordain.me is a fucking amazing domain to own. Isn't it fucking great that people can still just buy name dot domain extension like it's nothing? And you can do anything you want with it. <laughs> yeah, it's great. Um I I own way too many of them though. Yeah, once you start collecting them, it, it I, you get a little carried away. I have stoptheinternet.org. I have fucking yeet.computer and fucking yeet.me. Those would be good file servers. <laughs> I also have don't worry it's in the cloud. Doc or don't worry it's in the dot cloud. It's in the and, dot cloud. Uh, yeah. Um I also have um mansplain.me. That's a good one. Yeah, that yeah. I, I'm surprised that one wasn't taken and I got it for like two bucks and I'm like 
Fuck yeah. That's ready to become an app and everything. <laughs> um, I'm just gonna probably route it back to my uh to my sticker, which is the oh yes, mansplain me daddy. Yeah. <laughs> Mansplain.me slash daddy. <laughs> yup. Mansplain.me slash uh professor. <laughs> Yeah, and it just says uh, variations of it depending on what you uh, put in the slash. This but, is, uh, um, yeah, keep going. Yeah, uh, back to the productivity hexagon. Like, there is no fucking way that's comfortable. And I'm pretty sure, like, if someone sits in it, you're, like, given an IV drip of soylent and coffee and just told to code. <laughs> Yeah, they, they While, uh, give you some Tylenol so that your tailbone, you don't notice that it hurts. Yeah. Just intravenous. And all of the, all of these being in the Google facility, I guess, come equipped with, what is the Google thing? The little pod that listens to you? What's it called? Google has one. Uh, it's like the Alexa. That, I don't know. Google Assistant? Google is that Home? what it is? Yeah. I don't know. I, I don't use any of those. They spy. I mean, that belongs in the hexacube. You could fucking glue oh, it to the course. ceiling. Oh, yeah, of course. They probably have one. That That's why you can't see the top of either of those hexagons, if you haven't noticed. Yeah. It's there to make sure you're in the hexagon being the... Uh, it's there to make sure you're in there being as productive as possible and you don't want to notice it before you get in the hexagon you might have second thoughts actually well, sitting down into this hexagon is probably a whole other experience right where you get in and then you notice like oh there's a google assistant up on the roof oh there's a fucking camera it's not even labeled well you're already working for google um so do they track they, their employees I would not be surprised. There was a time when they didn't, right? Because people were getting busted going into uh, Gmail attachments and looking at people's nudes. They're but, definitely tracking their employees then. Yeah, they probably track the uh, the really low-level employees. And then there's a certain echelon past which it's like no foreign. I'd imagine that... Um... I'd imagine it'd be higher up than like really low, like ab just above really low level. Like probably the only person that they're not tracking at Google is Bryn Sergey, and that's it, or whatever his name is. I think it's Bryn Sergey. Whoever's running Google now, I can't keep up. You remember but, the rumors about Eric Schmidt killing a guy? Vaguely. There was someone that would follow Eric Schmidt's name around news.google.com. And any news item where Eric Schmidt appeared, this guy would go out of his way to, if he had to create an account or whatever at the news site, uh, he would. And he would write this comment about how Eric Schmidt killed someone that, that they both know. And uh, it, was, it was so strange. I wonder whatever happened to that guy. Probably paid off. You think so? You think he was just looking for payment? I mean... That's a good way to do it. You know... Follow Ooh. somebody's Google fucking results. Everywhere. 
That'd be my guess. But it also kind of feels like uh, me constantly reminding people that Peter Thiel is a vampire. People, uh, it's easy to forget something like that. <laughs> and, and it shouldn't be because there's already so few vampires in the world. That would be pretty remarkable. <laughs> he actually is, though. So. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> you ever, did you ever let... Uh, your imagination get destroyed by that kind of critical analysis where nothing um, fun or, or like angels or some shit, you start to wonder like, how do the angels drive around? Like, where do they, can they be there? Like how fast do they travel? Uh, Does their ability to like leap through time and space affect anything or like what the fuck is going on and, and completely demolish uh, those kinds of concepts. Like, how young were I, you when you stopped believing in that shit? Santa Claus? When I stopped believing in Santa, um, probably about eight. But, like, all of those really, really, really fun thought experiment type stuff. Like, again, Peter Thiel being a vampire. I refuse to kind of... I like thought experiments and I like imagining things to the logical extreme. It's fun for me. For example, um, in my pinned tweet on Twitter, there's a link to a bunch of microfiction I wrote. Like, yeah, okay, you don't believe in the Tooth Fairy, you don't believe in the Easter Bunny, you don't believe in Santa. I mean, I'm not saying I don't believe. But, <laughs> but like, uh, no, I'm just saying in general. Like, people don't believe in them. They're, they're, like, they're like, this is for adults. You shouldn't have an imagination. When I'm did like, you nah, stop believing? Nah, nah, nah. I never did. Oh. Like, it's so much... The world's so much better... If you can take a couple minutes and forget how terrible it is and think about, like, just these sort of fantastic things. I always thought science fiction was way more fun than, uh, like, thinking about people walking around the desert from the Bible stories. Science fiction is a hell of a lot more fun than that. Oh, and that one of them had a crook and the other one had a, a shillelagh, huh? And they had a donkey that was tired, and one of them got sick. Who gives a fuck? Old desert stories that didn't happen anyway. Or you could have lasers. Yeah, you could have fucking laser wars in the sky. And magic, too. And the cyberpunk uh, fiction realm is is the perfect place for uh, the fantastic actually being real and possible. Like, that's a good... uh, a good way to explore that shit and i haven't read any cyberpunk since uh neil stevenson's snow crash so it's been a while and i could only imagine that the cyberpunk now being the how evolved the internet has become and the way we interact with it that cyberpunk now must be a a whole other ball game of fantastical i i There's a few shows that hit peak cyberpunk, but a lot of the written media for cyberpunk, in my opinion. Yeah, and uh, Snow Crash did not age well. 
Um, what I'll happened? The ra- um, waiting for not awful to say oh, something. We're just we're being but, fed uh, this information live by not awful in the chat. He says, "Oof." Oh yeah, the uh, the sex scene involving a child. Yeah, that did not age well. <laughs> Is it all. Neil Stevenson still alive? I think so. So he's been alive long enough. I don't think it was ever okay to have sex with a child. No, it wasn't. Neil, he's not a product of his time. But, um, like, uh, I feel a lot of the cyberpunk now, it's more... Like, for example, if you read Ready Player One, it's very much this nostalgia trip of bullshit, hey, remember this? And it's more about cool future than fucking, you know, any of the actual themes of cyberpunk. I'm pretty sure uh, if William... Yeah, no, Kilgore, I'm getting to that. Uh, That it's not remotely cyberpunk. It's horrible. It's selling you Google Glass and shit like that. Yeah, Yeah, it's telling you Google Glass... And it just, it wasn't a good read. It wasn't a good movie. But, you know, you go up to some people and they're like, this is cyberpunk. And I'm like, no, that's just cool future sci-fi. And they're like, what's the difference? And I'm like, "Uh, a lot. What, what What would you say is the biggest difference? Um... Cyberpunk itself pulls a lot from film noir. Drunk investigator standing at the end of an alley. Yeah, pretty much. Um, a lot of there's a lot of themes from uh, cyberpunk, or there's a lot of film noir themes in cyberpunk. What about what about drug abuse in cyberpunk? Is that popular? Uh, it depends on the book. And where you're, uh, it depends on the book and it depends on the media. Um, and cyberpunk, that. is it still a, a flagship of cyberpunk for the protagonist to have sex with a child? No, it never has been. Neil Stevenson, what are you doing? Trying to be the, I, I don't know. Is he a diddler? Who knows? You know, uh, Jeffrey Epstein called his jet the diddle plane. Are you vaping? Yeah. Bro? Are you vaping, bro? What are you uh, partaking, if you don't mind us asking? Uh, Nicotine. Keeps me from smoking. You live in Florida. It gets pretty crazy out in Florida, right? Yeah, it's insane. Everything you read about the state is true. When I was little, Florida, it was just this faraway place that everybody knew it was the fucking shit. Like when in the early 90s, if you caught wind of Florida, hey man, we're going down to Florida, you would think, wow, they're going to where the permanent party is. I wonder what they'll come back with. Usually it was painkiller addiction. <laughs> um, what... For you, you you saw a lot of outsiders come in 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 the last however long, and they were coming there before they finally regulated the pill market, right? 
Um, yeah, I've seen the entire scope of the opioid crisis in Florida and the painkiller crisis in Florida. Did you did you see a lot of uh, people from out of state there before the regulation? Oh, yeah, you still see them here. How is it that they still come in? Is it because there's still so many old connections where you can still get pills? Partly that and partly um, the snowbird culture. What is that? I never heard of that. Uh, so You're a snowbird, people, baby. Like, uh, so there's a population in Florida that only lives here for about uh, six months out of the year. And usually it's during summer. Where I grew up, um, they act, it's actually the polo capital of the world. So we would have people come in. And from other countries and stuff during polo season and also live there for six months out of the year and then dip out. But uh, no one actually like really stays here long term, except if you're like me and you haven't figured out your escape plan yet. Is the idea to escape from Florida? There's not much in the way of uh, comeuppance and uh, career growth. Uh, if you want to work outside of service, yeah, the idea is to escape. Leave. Go to go to places with real he- economies, healthy economies. Go to places that actually have a society. There's not much society where everybody's just in their cars driving from point A to point B. And, uh, no, no interaction around that. Yeah, um... Like, uh, you read all the weird Florida news and people will try to tell you that, oh, it's because in Florida, the crime laws, um, they, they allow for everyone to see what, you know, is happening. Like the, the, the second you get arrested in Florida, your name goes on a website pretty much with what you did and all the facts about it. And that's just how this place is. And they're like, Oh, it's only weird because you know, they have people searching for the weird shit that happens. And I'm like, no, 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 no. It's, it's actually like the Thunderdome here all the time. I assure you just, you know, the really weird shit's what you guys see. You guys don't know about uh, like, my it's like you guys don't know about the bar down the street where every thursday night there's a guy that comes in with his his emotional support alligator with his mouth taped up and i'm like and they're like wait what and i'm like yeah yeah that's stuff that happens here it can't bite nobody yeah pretty well it's like yeah it's mouth taped up what's it gonna do yeah whip you with its tail so, but I'm sure this was a docile alligator. He did that for everyone else's benefit. <laughs> yeah. He probably but doesn't yeah, leave it taped up at home. Yeah, the the point is this place is actually as weird as uh the news makes it out to be. Those it's I mean just... that guy is out there. He went back to his shack on the you know, on an island with his fucking alligator. But that's kind of that. That guy is still in party mode, right? From how, the way it used to be, he's like, it just ain't like it used to be anymore, man. He sounds like that kind of guy. I. Uh, so 
the part of Florida that I live in has a very heavy drinking culture. Um, you'll see, like, it, it's... Because I live in South Florida. Not, like, uh, Florida or around Orlando or anything like that. I live in... And you still see people, like... If I were to walk down... Uh, if I were to walk down one of the main roads where all the bars are at noon, I would see regulars just sitting and drinking. The regulars at noon. And yeah, uh, like, they were were they nice to you? The regulars. They're nice, but I don't I don't drink at the Florida People bars. I go to the hipster one, but uh, I I'm also not day drinking at noon. That's a that's so another world, we, man. Yeah, it's it's something else, and they've. It, it seems like they've been there a while, and it's not like Sunday where you go and get brunch, and it's acceptable to day drink at nine a.m. This is just they're there. It's not glamorous. <laughs> it's not cute. Yeah, it's. They got yeah. their bags under their eyes. They look yeah. you in the eyes, but it's like a sad, far away. They don't even. They don't see you. They just see their own sadness. Yeah. Pretty much, it's it's something else here. Um, there's Boy, it's also, really something else. <laughs> yeah, uh, there's also a lot of um, since the pain pills got h- harder and harder to come by, you also see a lot of people down here with uh, fentanyl and heroin addictions, and it's really sad. And it's to the point where a lot of the bookstores and coffee shops and such started, and bars started having Narcan behind the counter, like in case they, in case they get a report that someone passed out in the uh, bathroom. There are ads for it on the subways here. I was having an overdose. I fell asleep, and my friends didn't know it. If if it wasn't for Narcan, I wouldn't be on this subway ad today. It's like, God damn, dude. I better carry some fucking Narcan. <laughs> yeah. It's it's getting really bad down here. Um, another thing about here that isn't talked about a lot is uh there's a lot of um there's a lot of rehab centers that aren't that aren't like accredited or anything. They basically just like drive you to NA and back. And are like, yep, you're doing the 12 steps. That's all we legally have to do. Cool. And they take people's money, but they're not actually helping the people. But they're rushing them through the steps? Yep. That's weird. Yeah. That is really weird. Yeah. Uh, NPR did a whole thing on it. Because from what I understand, the steps, my friend explained it to me that the steps are... uh, are a very important part of the process, but like you shouldn't, you got to be, you, your sponsor is supposed to guide you through it, but instead, you know, and that's like the careful, respectful approach to it. Um, but, but in this case, they just got some guys with vans that are like, all right, you're at step two. Now you got to go out and shovel the driveway or whatever the fuck you're supposed to do. Like, go write those letters to people you've hurt. Yeah, go apologize to your friends and family now. 
it's it's step 13 day yeah it's again like it's actually really sad um florida is it's a weird place and there was a picture online for a bit and i could probably find it if i looked where someone said uh it was someone being asked, how'd you end up in Florida? And she's like, oh, I threw a dart at a map and it landed in the trash can. That's, and I'm like... it's kind of funny. I'm like, that's horribly accurate. No one actually wants to be here. Yeah. In a trash can. It's a great place to visit, not a place to live. Yeah, I don't see what, I don't see what was wrong with the place. It, it, was, it looked fine to me from Disney World. Well, yeah, it's Disney. I I didn't see anything wrong with Florida. <laughs> it, it's Disney, uh, it was it looked really good in the Ripley's, believe it or not. Disney and the attractions part of Orlando because Orlando is divided into basically uh, two sectors, which is attractions and then like College Town. And the attractions part of it, you're not going to see the weird. We're paid. To not show you the weird at Disney. Yeah, you. The, what, what do you mean weird? You're at Disney. What do you mean a guy? You saw a guy slumped over on heroin. I don't think you saw that here, young man. Yeah, you know we're. Yeah, you're you're not going to see that at Disney. You're not going to see Frank with his emotional support alligator. You're you're not going to see like half of the weird that comes in because it's disney they have to make it perfect it's the happiest place on earth what do you mean she had two black eyes that's mickey mouse yeah, yeah pretty much um yeah that's mickey mouse that's not a domestic abuse victim that's just Minnie mouse her she always talks like that yeah that's just how Minnie Mouse sounds on hate radio. How, what so? Uh, what are your thoughts of having appeared on hate radio now? You're 30 minutes into the interview. It's interesting. The Internet Chronicle. Uh, yeah. Chronicle.su, keeping the lights I... on at Radio Hate. Comrade Evie. Comrade, Comrade Evie says it's interesting. <laughs> and uh, let's see what they're saying in the chat. It's hard. I, I really don't keep up with this shit very well. Oh, they're talking about uh, child sex all up and down the chat over here. <laughs> all right. Well, they're they're doing that. What what should we get? So, what are some other? Uh, what are some of the? Uh, sub jokes and and the spin-off jokes from the uh hexagon fucking uh temperature seat what am uh, i missing there really aren't many sub jokes <laughs> or anything like that in the uh with the hexagon thing have you seen pictures of people yeah. actually using this shit no, but what I am linked all the time are just pictures of something that is vaguely hexagon-shaped. You're inundated with it. 
Yeah. Um the the magical thing about the uh the hexacult is that it uh the reason why people remember it is quick think of a um quick think of a like cybersecurity stock photo that doesn't have hexagons in it think of uh, think <laughs> she's of a, right folks i can't do it like everything brings us back to this it all comes back to the hexagon and you know you're at an interesting position because like you said all hexagons flow to you and uh, there's got to be some kind of output there what is coming out of you as what is the sum of you receiving just constant flow of hexagons into your inbox? How does that change you? I've considered finding a way to automate me retweeting them and saying, you know, like just in some sort of fashion, saying thank you for thinking about me um the thank you my I, children my hexen yeah um i i like that it's become a meme and it's something that i made though i like that it's taken off like this wait uh, but you didn't design these hexagon seeds did you Oh, no, of course not. That is horrible. No one should... I, I don't know who actually designed the hexagon or the productivity hexagons that they have at Google. But they need a good slap. I can't find any um, real-world instances of this hexagon. I'm looking for the Google uh, productivity chambers. <laughs> I don't know what the fuck... <laughs> Um, I think the person that posted, like, I know where this hexagon is, it, um, said it was in their New York office. I don't know. I haven't been there. I just thought it was funny. Someone actually ID'd the freaking productivity hexagon. Yeah. I wonder how many they have in there. I'm looking for pictures now. Well, they can't have that many. They didn't, like, uh, tessellate them. Like... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's. You could maybe fit three in a very large room. Yeah, because you know if they actually put them together, like how hexagons are supposed <laughs> to work, they could fit so many more. Yeah, you could hardly get any work done because all these fucking hexagons are in the way. <laughs> it's Google. They don't really do work. Oh, I'm looking at pictures of their their offices. It's just big open spaces where people are working on computers. It. It looks horrible. Uh, like you, 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 you got no privacy, man. I'm not gonna say where I interviewed, but um, I have interviewed for one of the larger tech companies. Um, a lot of them are like that, and then you know you kind of have to fight over the good seat away from everybody else to actually get work done or, you know, book a conference room to yourself. Yeah. It's like a classroom. Dude. How can you get anything done in there? It's uh, having 
worked in open office, I'm going to tell you right now, you just sort of got to run and get to the good seat. You have to get there early. It, it, it's horrible. It, it so is they, like go, they show cool, up and they're like, but... of course. Yeah. They're in that oh. seat again. Yeah, it's every fucking day. It's like school in that. It's like school in that matter, but it's it's not a good situation for open offices, which is probably why they installed the productivity hexagons. Because I'm imagining they're away from a lot of the chaos of people just walking around and working, and you know, listening and hearing people type and talk. But and they're, they're just prattling so... on about their stupid fucking. Uh, this is what I had in my coffee. Oh, that is so you. This is what I had in my coffee. Yeah. Like, shut the fuck up. I would, dude, I would be Hitler in a situation like that. I would be the one who says, hey, how about no fucking talking ever the whole fucking day unless you have to? I don't want to hear that shit. The, is there anyone like that in those in those offices? Or are they like, ew, I didn't like that. Uh, and then that person's gone. I mostly just like put on noise canceling for when I do have to go into an office. I just put on noise canceling headphones and pretend everything around me is gone forever. It's it's too much noise, right? Yeah, like you can't get anything done. That's Which, what I, again is probably I blurted that why out. They have when those I... pods. <laughs> <laughs> um, excuse me. I'm sorry. I couldn't hear you. I was in my productivity pod my productivity hexagon which uh you know is filtering white noise through so i don't have to listen to you prattle on about your weekend your coffee and stuff i don't care about that is not related to my job if i get really heated it knows to pipe in the baraka soundtrack (laughs) yeah um but yeah uh all that stuff that could be slack messages but they don't yeah. DM you. Yeah. Hey, this could have been or solved by not fucking talking to my face. Yeah. It's like, hey, uh, I I understand that sales is in the same room as us, but I'm trying to fi- finish this mission critical feature, and they're loud. Yeah, they are loud, yammering, but that's how they're supposed to be. They need to be on their own separate floor. You're supposed to not even know about the sales department. They're supposed to be some. <laughs> They're not supposed to be next to the engineers. No, that's for, man. That's that for is... sure. That yeah, it's that's horrible. crazy. But yeah, um, it. I find open offices to actually be the most dystopian thing. Yeah, they really are. It's like a sweatshop. Everybody yeah, hunched over a a fucking sewing machine. Yeah. Except in this case, the sewing machine's a laptop, and you have to make the ne- the new login page for your Uber for dogs or whatever it's going to be. <laughs> yeah, and there's um, are the bosses creepy? All bosses are creepy. Are they creepy? Uh, are they are they creepy crawlies? Even in the big open environments like that, they do it on the side, right? Uh, yeah. Hey, I'd, li- I'd love to take you over here for one-on-one. 
Oh, you smell so nice today. What is that? What did you do in the shower this morning? <sighs> Whoa. Oh, your uh, your neck hurts from being hunched over that sewing machine? Let me, let me rub that out for you. Inner office, uh, massages. They, it gets pretty creepy, right? Uh, not for me, but I'm also the type of person that will stand up and say something pretty, pretty often. Yeah, if you're that type of person, people can sense it and they will not fuck with you. They will just uh, back off and leave you the hell alone. Yeah. I don't, uh, I remember I, w I was getting interviewed at one of those places, big open office shit, and I needed this job too, but, um, they're like, all right, well, uh, I'll go ahead and uh, take you in and introduce you to the team. And the first thing I blurted out was like, wow, how do you guys get any work done? Because <laughs> everybody's sitting around in this open room. And, uh, like, I, I generally keep to my opinion to myself um, in a social situation like that. I won't just come in and say whatever's on my mind. But it just seemed, like, so obvious. Like, what do you guys... How do you have conversations, like, one-on-one, -on -one, and then, like, other over here people are working quietly? It's all here in the same room? Like, what the fuck? Like, they don't do that anywhere else. At the, uh, I worked at a newspaper and everything was partitioned off and every, like you had to have your own office. You have to at least have your own queue. And sales was on a, on a separate floor. I would go down out the building and I'd be like, oh, it's the sales department. Love ya. <laughs> See ya. Yeah, thanks for, ha thanks for letting me write bullshit all day and doing the actual hard work of running this place. I... <laughs> uh... And they were they were sweethearts, but they were loud, you know? They had to be on their own floor. You can't have that right next to you. No, it's horrible. But at least if you have cubes. Yeah. Because cubes are actually a step up from the open office. It's if a you start, have a cube, yeah. it muffles some of the bullshit. Evie, so you come out of your cube. We need to talk. Yeah. She's in her yeah, cube. It... She. Nobody... <laughs> We've been talking to you all day. No, I can't hear you. Sorry. C come out of the fucking cube. <laughs> it, it, what if you're the only one in the room that had the cube? Or is there one cube? Like, hey, I'll be in the cube for the next that, 45 minutes. That'd be horrible because uh, <laughs> there'd be fights over it. It's like the comfy chair at Starbucks, dude. If there was only one cube. There's a log. Yeah. Should we take callers? Uh, if you want. I don't know. I, well, let's, let's see, let's see what, you never know what kind of animals it's going to attract to the back door. Oh, no. But we'll, we'll just put this out there. The guest call in line is 917-675-4836. Give us a call and talk to myself and Comrade Evie. And, um, I'll suck you off. I'll make you feel real good. And, uh. And Comrade Evie will answer your questions. If you have technical questions, they can ask you some questions like that, right? How do yeah. I copy and paste? Don't don't answer those questions. 
How how are I mine for fish? How do I? Uh, I used to know how to. Um, this is probably really simple to you, but the way I learned websites was actually I shouldn't I shouldn't talk about this. Uh, so what else is happening? Hmm? What else is going uh, on in your world? Not too much. I made a Twitter bot over the weekend because uh, I kept seeing posts about the names in Death Stranding. So I made something that tweets how Kojima names stuff. Oh yeah, it's... Uh... Because his names seem to follow kind of the spirit of the character in a, in a way, like like Revolver Ocelot. Gee, I wonder what his weapon is. Yeah. He's, his whole thing is screw subtlety. Uh, yeah, it's real flashy. Real yeah, in-your-face, stylish. Is that, yeah, he... is that weak naming, or do, do you just think that's gimmicky or quirky or, and cool? I think it's kind of I weak. Find, I find it cheesy. But yeah, not cheesy. the kind of Yeah, not the kind of cheese that I like where, you know, I listen to power metal and I love it. I love the cheese. I live for the cheese. Come on, and then I, feel the noise. Yeah. Um but uh and then I see Die Hard Man as a character name and I'm like Okay. Okay, yeah, Kojima, um, we're gonna have to talk. This he, is bad. He is, uh, you know, he's an, he's an original kind of guy. I really like the Metal Gear Solid series. It was, um, it was weird to sit there with a controller in my hand for 45 minutes not playing the game. And then, you know, it'd be time to have to get up and go do something else. <laughs> But uh, the dude is uh, is a genius, right? Why does he? I think. No. I think he is. It's just I'm not that huge on his stories a lot of the time. Like they're interesting and they're compelling, but the games he makes aren't games that I want to play if that makes any sort of sense i felt like the ending uh to three did not really justify the entire game because it was not as as moving of an ending as the as the first game or the second the endings got weak i don't know i don't know what five was like i honestly didn't play five yeah they've gotten they've I, gotten too many i've watched bits of it being played i just Never saw the ending. I uh, I, I liked when uh, you were fighting Psycho Mantis, and and he would tell you to do funky stuff like unplug your controller and put it in the second controller port. So you had to get that up. Was, that was actually an interesting uh, mechanic. He breaks the fourth wall. You're like, oh, he's talking to me. Yeah, he's, he's telling me to get up off my ass and. Unplug well, some the, shit. The whole thing was he uh beyond that it was his 
again, it goes back to his name, Psycho Mantis. He was psychic. And he said he was psychic. <laughs> his name, by the way, is Psycho Mantis. So don't be too surprised if you find out he's psychic. Yeah. Like, it was... It... They said what he was going to do. <laughs> like, well before this. Yeah. Hey, when we get in there, it's going to be fucked up. He's going to, like, run thoughts through your mind. Like a nightmare. And then he does. Yep. And he does it in that little room. The room was nicely decorated. It kind of it lent to the intimacy of the experience. Do, do you ever play a game... Uh, like you know what Mafia is? Yeah, I've played it. There's uh, there's a computer. There's a couple of iterations of it. There's one called Town of Salem, and there's another one called. Uh, it's my favorite game ever. Throne of Lies. You ever play this game? Uh, no, I have not. What what was that game that uh? that you and I played together. It was um, a shooter. What the fuck uh, was Risk it? Risk of Rain. Yeah, yeah, Risk of Rain 2. Yeah. It's the sequel to Risk of Rain. Whatever, whatever happened with that? You just, you got sick of it like after one playthrough? Uh, I wanted to play more. I just, uh, I, depression. Explain to the folks at home who are listening what depression is. No, I played the shit out of that game because of you. Um, I yeah, I got I, I got like hooked on it like you like you gave me some pills or something, <laughs> and then you disappeared like yeah fuck it I don't even like that game. No, I. Uh, sometimes it's hard for me to do stuff that I even like doing. Yeah, me too. And I'm lucky if I can do it for like 30 minutes sometimes. And then I'm just like, ah, it no longer brings me joy. What the fuck am I supposed to do? I used to love torturing animals. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but like playing video games and stuff no longer brings me um, joy. It no longer brings me... Are you writing notes? Uh... uh just now hate sex said he loves torturing animals until today no no i'm not doing that you're gonna send your uh, hexen after me after this oh god no are they gonna torture my website <laughs> no they're not gonna torture your website come and get it babies it's veterans day man let them have at it they could do it for the troops um, Do you give a fuck about Veterans Day? I could not give a shit. Bringing them troops home. They should have never been gone in the first place. Might be losing Evie. Sometimes... No, it's, uh, I'm thinking of something to say i've thrown a chaff grenade at you because i just i'm hitting you with like a thousand uh (laughs) ridiculous thoughts a minute i'm just attacking you (laughs) um 
I do have to be up early tomorrow for work. Oh yeah, so that's I... why we did the show so yeah. early tonight is because we had Evie on. Well, hey, thanks to yep. Pantload for even agreeing to do the show. It's been awesome having you. Yeah, thank you. It's I been hope, great. I I hope I didn't keep you up too late. No, no, you did not. When you go to sleep, do hexagons dance around like uh, fractals and shit? Of course. You've seen enough, don't you think? <laughs> nope, never <laughs> enough hexagons. Send me all of the hexagons. So we got more hexagons coming your way, and uh, Evie, as always, be cool. Thank you. You too. And uh, I'll talk to you online. Talk to you online. Good night. Good night. So that was uh, that was Evie, everyone. Now um, I can stop being so nice, and <laughs> I can be this toxic, fucking malignant piece of garbage you guys actually know. I was so nice. I was on my best behavior for Comrade Evie throughout the whole thing, wasn't I? I I ran a real fucking. I conducted a motherfucker of a radio show for Comrade Evie. Uh, you're listening to Hate Radio. If you're just tuning in, tonight's show is fueled by the power of the hexagon. Oh, shit. We still got to do Funny Not Funny. We're, we're approaching the end of the show here, so we might as well fucking get on with the Funny Not Funny. If you want to call in, it's 917-675-GO-FUCK-YOURSELF. You're listening to Hate Radio. I'm going to uh, individually take you one by one in the back room, and I'm going to finger bang your buttholes until uh, you have a uh, any kind of orgasm you can, whether you're a man or woman. I think it's possible. Who the hell knows, right? I'm just having a good time. <laughs> just a mall ball. Something we do every now and then. Get together two, three times a week. Everybody partying, having a good time. Funny Not Funny is about to happen. I just gotta pull it up. You don't need to know I'm pulling stuff up. I'm getting tired myself. I biked, uh... over 10 miles today. Biking 10 miles. It was Veterans Day. That was how I celebrated. Oh, the music is gone. It probably doesn't... What is that? Okay. Funny not funny. Uh... Alright, let's get into it. Funny not funny, I'll, I'll name a list of uh, funny or not funny shits, and you guys will t tell me if it's... If it's funny or not funny. Uh, let's see here. Funny not funny. Uh, oh, let's turn that fucking music off. Where is it? Funny not funny. Taunting a vicious neighborhood dog through the fence. Funny! Segway inventor's death. Funny! Okay. Saying what else? What else on stage? I think we did that with Comrade Evie tonight. <laughs> That's not funny. People falling down the stairs? Funny. Pedophile Island? Not funny. not funny. 
referring to Jeffrey Epstein's jet as the diddle plane. Uh, Mark Zuckerberg's glazed sugar coating. That's funny. Uh, Venmoing your drug dealer. Friendships faded by drug abuse. The productivity hexagon in Google's New York offices. All right, I'm hate sack. Uh, that's that's the end of it. Can't you tell my my voice that it's over? Get the hell out of here. Go fuck yourselves. Um, from the very bottom of my heart, I mean it. I want you to go out there and I don't know, blow a troop. It's Veterans Day, okay? Get the fuck out of here. Go fuck yourselves. It's over. I wanna tell you the natural fight. Every man don't understand the Bible like. But that's all, man. I tell you, that's all. But you better have Jesus, man. I tell you, that's all. Well, the nominations has no right to fight. They ought to just treat each other right. And that's all. I tell you, that's all. But you better have Jesus. I tell you, I saw the primitive Baptists, they believe you can't get to heaven unless you wash your feet, but that's all now. I tell you, I saw, but you better have Jesus. I tell you, I saw the only primitive that has any part is the one that's after washing with a peanut heart, and that's all. I tell you that's all, but you better have Jesus. I tell you that's all. Now the missionary Baptists they believe go under the water and not to wash his feet, and that's all. I tell you that's all, but you better have Jesus. Now I tell you that's all. Now the M.E. Methodists they believe. Sprinkle the head to not to wash the feet in my soul. Uh, I tell you that's all. But you better have Jesus. Uh, I tell you that's all. Now the M.E. Methodists, they believe. Sprinkle the head to not to wash the feet in their soul. Uh, I tell you that's all. But you better have Jesus now. Uh, I tell you that's all. Now the African Methodists, they believe the same Cause they know the nomination ain't a thing but a name And that's all, now, I tell you that's all But you better have Jesus now, I tell you that's all Now the holiness people, when they came in They said, boys, we can make it by living above sin But that's all, I tell you that's all But you better have Jesus now, I tell you that's all now the church of God has it in the mind that they can get to heaven without the sacrament wine, but that's all now. I tell you not all, but you better have Jesus now. I tell you not all. You're fighting each other and think you're doing well, and the sinners on the outside going to heaven, that's all now. I tell you that's all, but you better have Jesus now.
preacher that's preaching and thinks they're doing well. And all they want is your money and you can go to hell and that's all. Uh, I tell you that's all. But you better out Jesus now. I tell you that's all. There's another class of preachers that's high in speech. They have to go to college to learn how to preach and that's all. Uh, I tell you that's all. But you better out Jesus now. I tell you that's all. But you can go to the college and you can go to the school. But if you ain't got Jesus, you an educated fool and that's all now. I tell you that's all. But you better out Jesus now. I tell you that's all. That kind of a man, he's hard to convince. A man can't preach unless he said and that's all now. I tell you that's all, but you better out Jesus now. I tell you that's all. When people jump from church to church, you know the conversion don't amount to much, and that's all. I tell you that's all, but you better out Jesus now. I tell you that's all. When Jesus came in that dividing day, on the call the sheep turn and drive the goats away, and that'll be all now. I tell you that's all, but you better out Jesus now. I tell you that's all. It's right to stand together, it's wrong to stand apart, cause none's gonna end up but the pure and heart, and that's all now. I tell you that's all, but you better out Jesus now. I tell you that's all.